So for me, being present is being present in my body, being very aware of my actual physical dynamic. You know, am I feeling any pain? Am I feeling any, you know, like when I touch my skin, what does it feel like? You know, what, what is it? What does it feel like to be here? Right. So not on my phone, not attached to something else, not trying to have a conversation, but actually feeling what it feels like to be in my body. And presence was really taught to me through dog training. Right. So whenever I started dog training, I I went through behavioral college. Right. So I actually went through an animal behavior college to be able to study not only the behaviors as they happen, but the actual psychological breakdown. Hi, my friend. Welcome back to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA, a public health practitioner with a background in neuroscience and a peak performance coach. I'm here to empower you, an ambitious healthcare professional with a demanding career, just like me, to become a confident leader who are living fulfilled and purposeful so you can be both a powerhouse in your career and the passionate person in life without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. As a bonus, we're hosting an online summit just for you, live, starting on July 27th to August 1st with 18 experts in our field to give you a recharge in life. All the proceeds will be donated to the Brave of Heart Fund, which supports healthcare professionals and their family who has passed away due to COVID-19. But it is free to join. So hop over to sabrinarumback.com forward slash summit to find out more. You can also see the link in our show note. In the meantime, let's continue our journey for your powerful and passionate life with today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. Today, we have the honor of having Kayla Sislow here joining us. She is a metaphysical healer, an intuitive dog trainer, life coach, and a gypsy. In 2015, her journey into a self-discovery through her pain and trauma, overweight and bedridden. After her doctor had given up hope on her, she learned to uplift herself and was able to no longer taking 32 medications a day. She specializes in teaching people how to heal their life and learn what their soul purpose is through utilizing meditation techniques and quantum healing methods that allow you to interact with your subconscious mind to unlock your blessings through engaging your imagination through storytelling. Welcome, Kayla. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad to be here. So honored that you have me on your podcast. So yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, thanks. So proud of you to have this this opportunity in this space. Yeah, thank you. And I, me and Kayla actually uh, met a while back, right before uh, like both of us started our journey in speaking, launching our own shows. And she has a healing energy show as well. And um, I think we supported each other through some of the lows and some of the highs, and just continue moving forward, right? 
Right. Yeah, definitely. There's, there has been, um, I, I believe you have seen me at my worst, both on my physical transformation and at my best in my physical transformation, as well as my emotional healing journey. You've been there through the ups, downs, lows, highs of that. Um, we've gotten business on all kinds of different levels. So just being, you know, having that sisterly connection of being able to see both of us transform into the best versions of ourselves has just been blissful, really, because we are definitely not the same people that we met four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, right? Like how time can go on and you can think time is unlimited or you can see time as restricted. It's all about perspective. And as we grow and it's a different level of engagement, it's different level of being present with yourself and seeing what is really mm -hmm. possible, right? Right, for sure. I think that when it comes to any, in any profession and any lifestyle, there has to be a, a maintain of balance, right? And there's a lot of imbalance when you have high stress jobs and especially in the healthcare profession. I was a uh, lead discharge planner for the psychiatric hospitals of Houston when I first moved to the area. So I had 13 different psychiatric hospitals that I had some of the worst, the worst cases of clients or consumers, you know, and being able to try to figure out that balance of how to navigate those very difficult cases, but also separate myself wherever I'm not taking on something that's not mine and, you know, all that. I find that there is a, a very delicate balance and dance there that a lot of people, if they were a little bit more mindful and present with themselves, they would be able to navigate that a little bit more effectively. Yeah, for sure. And then you brought up a great point about being mindful. And sometimes it's a term that I feel like a lot of us just throw around and don't really know what that truly means, right? So can you, um, right. so for me, right, like be mindful just to say, be more self-aware, knowing that in every aspect of our life, we have strengths and weaknesses. And there's some of the self-sabotagers right. might have helped us at some point in our life, but they're not really going to help you consistently because it's still a sabotager, right? Like the biggest thing that we study is judgment. And we can judge ourselves right. to say, you have to do better. But what does that mean to do better, right? Like what, how objective could better be? And it's all the measurement we give to ourselves. And if we consistently hold ourselves in a high standard, it helps us to push through. But if we keep holding ourselves in that one level, and then you're actually judging everybody else for what they should or should not be doing. And when you put that title on things, it's really difficult for other people to interact with us. So how do you define, uh, uh, you know, being present and what does that mean for you? So for me, being present is being present in my body, being very aware of my actual physical dynamic. You know, am I feeling any pain? Am I feeling any, you know, or, like when I touch my skin, what does it feel like? You know, what, what is it? What does it feel like to be here, right? So not on my phone, not attached to something else, not trying to have a conversation, but actually feeling what it feels like to be in my body. And presence was really taught to me through dog training, right? So whenever I started dog training, I, I went through behavioral college, right? So I actually went through an animal behavior college to be able to study not only the behaviors as they happen, but the actual psychological breakdown. So not only do I have human psych psychiatric background, but I also have this canine psychiatric background. And so being present actually taught me to mirror what it is that I wanted. So the more I was present with myself, the more that that dog could be present with me. 
So therefore I was able to expedite the training process so that the dog was able to listen effectively within 45 seconds of my encounter. So I don't actually have to verbalize anything. They're able to actually feel what it is that I want and they want to engage. And that's through me being present with myself and my environment. I'm watching my breath. I'm making sure that I feel how I feel in my body. Uh, If there is something in my awareness that does not feel comfortable, I put my awareness on it and let it flow through me. It's not attached to me. Because, you know, when it comes to difficult situations, whether it's a difficult client, a difficult dog, a a difficult consumer, it doesn't really matter when you, when it comes to the relationship with another individual, all of that is just being mindful and present that if you get triggered, you need healed. (laughs) And if they get triggered, they need healing and to be very compassionate for where they're at and where you're at, you know, because everybody has good and bad feelings and we don't always have to send out love and light. And it's accepting the shadow side of self whenever you're being present with yourself. So you honor all of the aspects of you. It's not just, I'm okay with this part. Right. I think something I also pick up that's really crucial is when you say it just let it flow through you, right? It's not just part Mm -hmm. of it. I think when we talk about the emotional attachment, anything that's pain or things that doesn't serve us, it does create this attention in our body. And then instead of just focusing on that pinpoint, right? And easy way for most of us is just like, oh, try to massage just that one area or uh, stretch it out. But now thinking this could be a lot more to that. You do need to let go that tied up energy and let it flow through you, right? Like like just the central channel breathing. When When you breathe into the body, you flow through the pain and instead of focusing on that one thing. And do you really believe in that most things in life is that way. We see a problem, we focus on that one thing. And when we focus on it so much, we actually ignored or unable to see all the hidden signs that are really triggering you to say, hey, there's something else you need to fix. Then this other thing will be resolving. Sure. So we're instant manifestors, right? So being ultimate creators, if you will, we have the ability to instantly manifest whatever it is that we need in that moment. So if let's say you're focusing on a problem or a pain and it's a physical manifestation, you have now ignored it so long that it is showing up in your 3D world. So for example, when I had my my neck injury, you know, the neck is associated with not wanting to look at something or, you know, not wanting to face something. So, and then the certain cervical areas have their own little attachments to different emotions and things like that. So when you actually look at the fact that you have currently pain in your body, if you look at it and go, okay, I see you. So you acknowledge it, you accept that it's there and then you start the breathing techniques. So you're, you're expressing it in the best way that you can. You're telling your body how you want it to respond to it. You want it to move through. You don't want to hold on to it. You don't want to hold on to those stories anymore. And as you do that, you're actually changing the holographic network that within your head, you know, and you're projecting a new reality. So within a matter of a year, I was completely bedridden, unable to move my neck, couldn't go to the grocery store, couldn't bathe myself. And with these techniques of really just changing the way that I looked at the pain, not that it wasn't there. I didn't just, oh, it's not there. It's not there. I ignore it, push it away, push it away. I actually dove into what it meant so that it could go away permanently. So you're actually going within the quantum field of energy to smooth out the energetic imprint so that it goes away. 
it, it doesn't mean that it has to be prevalent to this life either. It most definitely could be energy that's stuck within your DNA from a past life as well. So, you know, just throwing medication at it or throwing something else at it, you know, we have those clients and those patients, we've tried every medication, we've tried every therapy, and they're just not getting better. Yeah. Those are the ones that, that, that I need to be able to talk to because those are the ones that the energy is just stuck. Right. And we need to be able to release it. And so moving through those things is not holding attachment to it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I, for our listeners, there's a book called The Emotion Code. So if you haven't read it, it's a great book. And a from a chiropractor who really tapped into how do you test people for the, these uh, subconscious response to these stories mm -hmm. that we have experienced throughout childhood. So you're really combining psychology into how we grew up, brought up, right? Our baggage of history that we maybe suppressed into our subconsciousness so long ago, we don't even remember anymore, but that's what's triggering right. certain pain. And I know as healthcare professionals, treating pain is probably the biggest pain we have, right? As a, a professionals, because from a surgical standpoint, everyone's going to come out with pain, but we expect them to really slowly recover for the two weeks or three weeks after the surgery is finished. But some people are experiencing even more pain or they already have been on chronic pain med coming in, right? All these nuances of combining together, how do we really help people not to get stuck with opioid. And then we're very sure. careful now, right? Like prescribing only seven day amount of pain med for people to go home and no more. And some places we only do like three days or five days. So we're not over prescribing, right? And then right. so we really do need to tap into these other methods as of what you are teaching people. Exactly. So, you know, the, the one thing that I learned throughout the, my whole process of healing myself was whenever I went to the doctor, they threw more medication at me. You know, they addressed a symptom. It really, if, if I had these resources, then I could have had a map of like what exactly I needed to look at to release. So this whole journey has taught me how to do that so that I can share it with other people. So the way that I kind of start my process on this is getting real with self. You know, how do you actually feel about yourself? You know, because what, however you actually feel about yourself is going to mirror in your external environment because nothing is actually external of you. So once we see all of this, then we can take it and we can deconstruct it and create new paradigms based off of your subconscious belief systems. And that's, that goes for any person at any age and any time we use their subconscious because it, within the subconscious, we have all the codes that we need. And if you're able to interpret them, then we're golden. We have everything that we could ever imagine. The abundance is unlocked immediately. But most people aren't willing to face those things because they think they're scary. Well, how scary is it to create an, a story in your mind, use your imagination, create a funny cartoon, change the characters up a little bit. The scary ones turn into little small insignificance and you're able to smash them real easy. Your imagination can do that so that you can change your perception about an event. And it's not to negate it. It's to accept it for what it was and to see the blessings on the other side because you wouldn't be where you are without every single thing that has happened to you. No matter how awful we perceive it to be in that moment or how awful it was for any person in that space, ultimately it led to the benefit of everybody involved in one way or another, whether or not you see it in that moment or 15, 20 years from now. Right, right. Um, so most of the people that I talk to, they don't have a lot of time. They're really rushed. They got this, they got that. Blah, 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 blah. We got all kinds of excuses not to do the daily practices, right? 
So my theory on doing anything new is to incorporate it into what you already do. So for example, if I'm first starting meditation and I'm not good at sitting still, then I need to practice just sitting still, right? So my practice is to hold 30 seconds of sitting still. That is my meditative practice because my focus is on that. And then as I get better and better, I can grow and I can grow that time and that duration and the distraction and be able to train my brain to be able to hold that space. But it only takes about 17 seconds to start the process. So every person that tells me I don't have time Do you have 17 seconds before you use the bathroom? Do you have 17 seconds before you wash your dishes? Do you have 17 seconds before you walk into the next room? Can you be conscious and aware enough to walk in with your right foot forward so that you're walking into a new portal and a new paradigm and making new choices? Are you able to be conscious and aware throughout that entire process? And if not, what are you doing? How are you helping people? You're emptying your vessel and you're leaving yourself empty and for infiltration and pain. Right. Claim your power. It's claiming your power back. You know, it's pulling it all back into self. And if you can do that for 17 seconds, first thing in the morning before you even get out of bed, how is that going to change your day? It's going to make massive waves of positive change in your life because you set your intention for the very first thing of the day. I have a goal. My goal is to be present with myself, to honor exactly where I'm at. That's my process. If I got to cry, I'm going to honor my cry. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to let it pass. If I'm going to be stressed out, I'm going to, I'm going to honor that moment and I'm going to let it pass. I'm going to find something else to focus on because by focus on the things that I don't want in my life, they're going to perpetuate and get bigger because they're going to get louder because there's a lesson there because I got triggered for some reason. I'm stressed out. I can't do it. You know? And that's when I'm like, ah, no, I got to focus on being right here right now because if I can't be grounded and I can't step into my body, into myself, I can't manifest anything. So if there's anything out of anything that I have done for myself, it was teaching myself how to actually crawl back into my body and know that it's safe and that when trauma happens, it's not because of any other reason than it, that just happens sometimes. And we deal with how we respond to it is, the, is our power. Right. And I think what you said is very crucial in the 17 seconds. Um, I teach mm-hmm. people on how do you bring back energy and focus under two minutes, right? If you think about all the hours and minutes in a day, extra two minutes, mm-hmm. 17 seconds is really minor to give you a significant boost. So before we wrap up, can you lead us to a quick exercise uh, to do one of the uh, way to bring us back to the center, as you're mentioning, um, these 17 second things that we can truly adapt? For sure. So one of my favorite ones is when I'm feeling very spacey. It happens a lot whenever I'm doing a lot of manifestation and creation. And whenever I'm in a space of a little bit difficulty, I like to jump out of my body. So to be able to come back in and create that new space for myself, the very first thing that I think of is walking down a staircase. So as you imagine yourself walking down the staircase, I imagine each one of the steps lighting up and leading me into this foyer. Within the foyer, there is a seed waiting for you to walk into. When you walk into that seed, it starts to close up around you. It starts to bury itself down. So you start to wiggle down into your space and it starts to get very, very dark and moist and, and you start to get very sleepy inside. So as you're watering this new garden and this seed that you've planted and you've created all of these wonderful things up in the ethers and 
you've gained all the knowledge that you need, you're starting to, to propagate that seed. And as it starts to come up out through the top of the seed, you start to see its little little seed thing come up and burst its first little first little leaf. And as it starts to grow and the wind starts to blow and it gets even more sunlight, it becomes this big gorgeous tree. And on that tree, as the leaves as the leaves turn, you start to see the fruit of all of the things that you manifested. So now you can see yourself stepping outside of that tree, looking at it to be able to grab the fruit of all the things that you wanted to create in this world. Yeah. Now you're all back. Yeah, that's beautiful, (laughs) right? Like you're immersing yourself from every step of the way and to growing something that you truly want on the other side. Um, It's that start with any in mind per se right like now we're getting to the other side now you're able to see it because you visualize it now you have a clear vision on what that is and then creating that internal compass to guide you there right because you walk the path so this is really beautiful awesome so when people wanted to connect with you more um how do they find you So currently, um, I'm in a little bit of a transition with the current channel that I'm on. I'm going to be opening a new channel um, as of uh, next week. So my show will actually be moved over to another channel. So I'll have that information coming forward. But you can find all of my pre-record or my uh, previously live shows on Expanded Understanding um, on YouTube. And the, um, the show hashtag is Breath of Light Reborn. And the guys at Expanded Understanding are doing a phenomenal job on conscious content. So if anybody wanted to go check that out, they're also supporting a, um, an African tribe at the Shipibo, people that are that are doing some magical things in the rainforest, but they've been highly impacted due to COVID. And then you can also get me on Facebook. It's at K-H-A-L-A dot S-Y-S-L-O dot seven. And on Instagram at Carla Sislow. And that is it. Like you don't have to put anything else. It's just my first and last name. And one thing I wanted to say in closing on about that meditation with the tree, I have a lot of people that don't know exactly what they want in in this life. They don't know what their sole purpose is. They're just looking for themselves and and all those things will come. But the reason why I use the tree is because the tree, you can imagine an apple or a piece of fruit or or anything that's going to come from the tree anyway, right? So it's just the beginning, the practice of actually creating these manifestations for yourself, whether it's your nourishment or the love for yourself, or you may see hearts or whatever the representation that comes up on that tree is actually a message for you so that you can dive deeper into yourself and see what your soul purpose is. And once you do, the actual manifestations that you want to bring forward are going to be little pictures hanging off that tree. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful unfolding process of getting to know you. Exactly. Now it's the picture you have maybe buried deeper inside that you never really brought it up to think about. And but when you let go some of the inhibition, close your visual distraction, really toned into yourself, you're able to see that and mission that you always have the passion that it's living inside of you and many of us in healthcare i think we all started a passion in healing people and um, but what does it truly mean can we sustain that right instead of being jaded from just being busy being really good at what we do no longer love it and this can 
potentially bring that love back to give you that clarity. And if it's no longer clinical practice, there are plenty other ways we can still use our clinical background in other facets, right? And that's why our show has other uh, speakers that talks about how to become a consultant or um, building your own uh, healthpreneur businesses. So love it. This is really informative session to really bring us back to be more present. So when we show up better, we can show up um, to produce higher quality of care for those clients and patients who we are in close contact with. So thanks so much, Kayla, for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And like anytime you want to talk about all this fun stuff, I'll be more than happy to be around. Awesome. Thank you. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.